Welcome back to the Prosperous Life Podcast, everybody. Thank you so much for showing up every single week as we're doing guests on, we're doing guests off now, and we're able to serve you in such a different dynamic way because you you hear the insights that I have teaching you the valuable lessons that you can do to implement in your life. And then we have second outsources like Megan, my beautiful wife. Hello. My name is Braden Belknap, of course. This is Megan, my beautiful wife. I make people feel beautiful on the inside and she makes people <laughs> feel beautiful on the outside because she does hair mm -hmm. for a living. And then she's, of course, doing all the background work for me, mm -hmm. which allows her to serve you guys in a different way. Welcome to the podcast. Well, I'm happy to be back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did a podcast. I don't know. I feel like it was like when we a first couple started months ago yeah when we started with the couch and mm -hmm. yeah now we actually have a full beautiful uh podcast setup instead does, of just our couch does so it, does it feel like an actual podcast and not just a conversation yes i actually feel <laughs> <laughs> i feel it's a little bit more professional i agree with that and last time was more of a conversation now mm -hmm. today's all about you your journey your insights and how really you're serving this world. So tell us about your story and how you make people feel beautiful and how you see the world. But start, I don't feel like a lot of people know your story before me. Mm -hmm. And I would love them to understand your adversity, what you've gone through in life, what you've taken out from that to, I mean, we're 23 living a beautiful life now. Mm -hmm. And- <laughs> I'm very grateful for that. I know you're very grateful yes. for that. But where did it start? Where did it begin? People know my story. People know where it began for me. People know my limiting beliefs. People know that I started drugs at 13. People know I stole from people at 13. People know that I even stole from my brother at 13. And how I've apologized. I've been vulnerable. I've admitted who I've been, what I've done, and how I'm not proud of that, and how I've moved that forward. I'm grateful that they know that because they can pull those lessons forward with them. Mm -hmm. I would love them to be able to learn from you and where you started your journey. Growing up was kind of hard. Uh, my parents, I absolutely love them and they're amazing. Um, but they did get a divorce when I was 12. I feel like my take on divorce is a lot different than yours because it was a good thing that my parents got a divorce and it was kind of something that like people kind of knew was going to happen because my parents didn't have the best relationship where I feel like in your situation with your parents getting a divorce, it was kind of like, what the heck? We have this perfect life. We have a perfect family. And so it was kind of like, I don't know. I feel like it was more shocking to you when your parents got a divorce than when mine did. And so um, in my case, I was happy that my parents got a divorce I'm, it's easier to have a relationship with them. My family was poor growing up. And so that was pretty hard. Do you feel like you had any limiting beliefs that came from being poor, your parents' divorce, mm -hmm. that you feel like you've transformed? I feel like... Where we're today? Yeah. Um, I feel like with money, I have always known that I want money. I've always known that like I don't want to have the same habits and the the same lifestyle that I grew up in and um like my parents did their absolute best and they were both business owners and they also were <coughs> successful business owners but after they got a divorce it was really hard they both kind of had to shut their 
like doors for their businesses and then kind of have to start over from like ground zero. And, um, and so I feel like growing up, I definitely was like, I want to be successful. I want to make money. I want to, um, kind of prove to myself that I don't have to be poor. I don't have to not have money. Now moving forward, you just want to have money be there (laughs) and create a life sustainable to create opportunity for your kids. Yes. So what opportunities do you want to create for your kids through money? I think I want them to be able to have life experiences and I want them to also understand hard work ethic and be able to see us working hard for what we have and for them to learn. They also have to work hard. I don't want my kids to just be handed a silver platter and be like, here, here you go. We worked hard for our money. You don't have to work hard. And so, but I feel like it'd be cool if our kid wanted to start a business or wanted to do something or that we can support them in that. And we have the finances to do so, or we have the, we have the knowledge to do that as well. Yeah, that's fair to say. So now coming all this way you're married to me four years as of this month Mm -hmm. well when this podcast is coming out it's been a little bit (laughs) than (laughs) you're established in your career you're working for an amazing salon you're helping me build Braden Belknap the podcast Mm -hmm. the coaching group we're building some other things on the side that not a lot of people know about quite yet (laughs) it's a secret (laughs) (laughs) So what do you feel like tilted you forward? What, what, was the, what was the mindset shift for you? When did your life change? When did you start to see those changes happen for yourself internally and externally? I think for me, um, I think junior year was like, I mean, that's when we started dating too. Um, but I think for me, like junior year was kind of a pivotal time because as a my going into my senior year, I wanted to either I was debating on if I wanted to do like be a vet tech, do pharmacy or do hair. Like those were kind of like my three options of what I wanted to do. And I wanted to take those my senior year of high school. And so I kind of had to figure out that year of what is it that I want to do career wise? What do I want to do with my life? And so I kind of, I feel like that's kind of what started the momentum of wanting to actually start thinking about my future and not just have it be a dream, but actually set goals of what I wanted to do. So it sounds like what tilted you forward was establishing your vision for life, what you wanted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how do you, what was your process? What's your process for decision-making? Is it intuition? What I feel like is best for me and God is it analytical thinking? How do you choose between two career paths? Because I feel like a lot of people run into that, especially mm-hmm. for this audience. Most of these individuals probably at some point will have, hey, should I start this business? Should I start this business? Should I get in this career? Should I get in this career? How can somebody choose between two options that you obviously wanted to do both, but you had to make one choice? I think for me, it was what am I more passionate about? What out of these options is going to fulfill me the most. And so the thing that I was super passionate about was hair. And I have always been super passionate about helping people and making them feel good about themselves and creating a positive environment for people to feel safe. Being able to do hair as a career and truly help women be confident in themselves and feel good has been life-changing for me. And I'm super passionate about it and I love it. So that was kind of the, that's 
kind of the thought process of why I went into hair. And then I also feel like... Kind of or no, was? No, that was. Okay. <laughs> Not just kind of, it was. Um, but that was the process that went through my head. And then it, I did pray about it and I did ask for guidance of what I should do. Um, I am a religious person and I feel like I like to get that outside kind of guidance and help, whether like that's from God or like, you know, angels or whatever you believe in. I just feel like it's good to... Put the inner, even just putting the energy out there to kind of have things fall into place, I think is helpful. Most so. definitely. Believing that there's somebody on the other side guiding you, to mm -hmm. say the least. Yeah, exactly. So purpose. So you feel like purpose is most important. And then second, the money will come. Mm -hmm. yeah. So what I'm hearing from you, because money is something that you've wanted, your belief is that you don't need to chase something you don't want to do to make money. You can chase what you do want to do and make money. Oh, yeah, 100%. So let's dive into purpose. You say that you felt you would love hair and that you would like to do this as a career. I believe three parts to purpose. Mm -hmm. One, what you're naturally gifted at. I think we can agree that you're good at arts, crafts, um, just overall hands-on things like hair. <laughs> That's the best way I know I'm how to explain it. I'm an artistic person <laughs> by nature. <laughs> you can paint people's hair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Two, of course, what you love. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you still love hair? Yeah, I love it. And then an impact. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that for a moment. You got into hair. You love it. You like it. You're naturally gifted at it. Tell me how you're making an impact on people's lives. I feel like women in general, sometimes they don't prioritize themselves. I think naturally, even like myself, I don't, this is not a generalized statement. I don't think everybody's like this. Um, but I think women are kind of having more natural tendency to be people pleasers. And they want to make sure other people are taken care of. And they don't take as much time to take care of themselves and do the things that they enjoy. And the first step is like prioritizing yourself, even if that's like waking up five more minutes, like five minutes earlier in the morning so that you can take five minutes to just like sit and like think in your own head or meditate or positive affirmations is a huge thing. Um, we I made these cards that we hand out to our clients and it's a positive affirmation. And there's been a couple of times where clients are struggling in different areas of their life and they see that positive affirmation card and they're like, I needed this today. They're like, I'm having a really hard time and I needed this positive affirmation. And so I think positive words is something that can help everyone. So let's create a positive <coughs> affirmation. Let's create positive a positive affirmation. affirmation for this podcast. Okay, what should well, it be? You, you go for <laughs> it. What, what do you feel like you need to hear for today? Oh, that's a deep question. Um, for me, I think my thing is time management. I struggle with time management of things. So what's a quote or an affirmation so, that can be for this podcast? I... For around time. <laughs> <laughs> around time. Um, ooh, you got me stumped. Um... Should I share one? Yeah, I yeah, you should share one. Give me an idea. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite quote. Well, one of like thousands. I can't say thousands. one of thousands. Maybe not. Thousands, what about ten hundreds? Okay. 
A journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step mm -hmm. by Lao Tzu or however you say his name. Yeah. That guy was a genius, to say the well, least. Well, it's not like you got that tattooed on your arm or anything. <laughs> <laughs> that just shows that, I mean, for the individuals, whether it's a client of yours watching or they're in the chair, no matter how spread thin you are, it's something that I personally live my life off of because it is overwhelming. One, I work a full-time job mm -hmm. still, of course, as we know. I do Braden Belknap. I do the podcast. I do the marketing. I do my one-on-one -on -one coaching. We just started the group, which we're excited about. That's mm -hmm. starting to grow. Shameless self-plug. Go check it out. It's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> And then, of course, I do my own personal development daily on my mental, spiritual, physical, mm -hmm. widespread. Yeah. It can get overwhelming. Mm -hmm. I fundamentally believe in having a life vision for life. Yeah. So, for instance, me and you, you, of course, grew up poor. And then you got money, went poor. And since we've been together, we've really not, I mean, not that we're millionaires or anything at this point. We will be. I'm very determined. Yeah. <laughs> But we have a vision. Mm -hmm. We have a life vision. And I feel like the way that we have not been wavered by this, let's call it a poor economy, is because we've had a vision. We've had a mission. Mm -hmm. So if it was me and for the way that I've been able to not be overwhelmed, not on my last string with everything going on personally, especially because I still value you and I need to be a good husband... <laughs> I don't need to be. I choose to be. Yeah. No, you need to be. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but it's having a vision. Yeah. We have an endpoint. We have a mission. I think that's one thing that we need to take from the military is they have a big mission. When they're looking to achieve something big, they have a mission, but they have submissions. Yeah. So I think for anybody watching this, create a life vision. Create a life vision for what you want to achieve business-wise financially career wise material items wise you need to enjoy life yeah lifestyle wise have a mission that what you want to accomplish and then your submission is your every single day life mm -hmm. and if you set your schedule up for success you do your 100 percent best and you show up authentically for yourself as long as you win your submission on a day-to-day -day basis you will win your bigger vision and that's personally how I don't get overwhelmed because I know that if I see my life vision and my day aligns with that vision, that I'm ultimately moving that needle forward. Mm -hmm. Even if I can't do everything that day, as long as I win the day, I move the needle forward. Yeah. I like it. So do you feel, one, do you feel like that would support you? And two, do you feel like that would help most of your clients? Yeah. I feel like, and not just like my clients, I'm like just a general statement for like everybody. I feel like that is a good just statement. That's fair to say. So moms, women, they have a hard time putting themselves forth first. Mm -hmm. They feel spread then. Mm -hmm. When I feel like too, like hobbies wise, like moms, like when you have kids, you typically dedicate most of your life to taking care of your kids. And like, we don't have kids yet, but... Just from what I've seen. We have a dog. We have a dog, which I mean, I don't count, <laughs> but it kind of counts. Because <laughs> he can be a little terrier sometimes. Um, but I think 
like it's harder for um and I think dads too but I do think like women specifically it is harder because I feel like ki- kids gravitate towards moms over dads um just naturally I feel like I don't know if we you I don't think you yeah <laughs> I don't think you agree with that I think kids generally go to moms for reasons and go for dads for reasons yeah. there's a reason that there's masculine energy in a home and there's feminine energy in a home yeah we've talked about this there's just rules in a house Mm -hmm. in one household the mom may play the role of going to work being the provider being the person that's building the businesses the finances and the role of the husband might be a stay-at-home dad the loving the caring the nurture but you're right in a typical household stereotypically mom yeah is mostly loving caring nurture Mm-hmm. The dad's usually the provider, financial well-being, so on and so forth. The big creator, big visionary. Yeah. So stereotypically, kids want mom more than dad. And even babies, like when a mom has a baby, usually like the baby's relying on the mom to like feed them because if you breastfeed, you know. Yeah. Um, and so I think for women, sometimes it's harder for them to, like, sometimes I, I've heard women say, like, after they've had kids, they don't know who they are anymore. They don't know what they, does like, their passions in life. They can't, like, you know, like, their whole kid life is dedicated to their kids and they kind of lose that, like, passion. And I feel like that doesn't just go for kids. I feel like that can kind of, that can go for work. Like, if you're in a job that you don't love, if you, if you're lost in life and you don't feel like you are where you want to be. Um, I don't think it just has to relate to kids to, and mom, like moms with kids or like parents with kids. Um, I think it, it can be related to everyone. Um, but I think a huge thing of like figuring out or how am I, how do I want to say this? Um, like when you feel lost in life or you don't feel like you have a purpose or you kind of lose your passion, Um, I feel like just taking, taking some time to learn about yourself, take some time to kind of rekindle the things that you liked. What did you like as a kid? What were your kind of, what were the things that you liked as a kid? Did you like to draw? Did you like to write? Did you like to paint? Did you like to, I don't know, like play with Legos? I don't like build stuff. Like, what is it that you kind of were passionate about. And I think kind of going back to that and then kind of rebuilding that as an adult, you can kind of feel and figure out who you like your purpose, not your purpose, but like what you're passionate about in life again. That's fair. Now this is what I'm here. Tell me if I'm Yeah. I feel like that was a long string of thoughts. I'm just connecting (laughs) all this together and tell me again if I'm wrong. Yes. But it sounds like in your childhood, when you got into middle school, you're feeling lost. Mm-hmm. You got onto high school, junior year came along, you met me, and you were ready to get your life started. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that was because of me. Maybe it was an influence. Yeah. But I feel like I was kind of, I was starting to think like senior year, I got to like figure out what I want to do. What I'm hearing is you went back to your purpose. You mm-hmm. went back to your childhood. What would I enjoy? You started to play with arts, crafts, whatever again, which led you to hair. Yeah. So you're saying, and what I'm hearing is that if you feel lost to go back to your childhood, 
you'll find what you naturally like. Again, tying it back to purpose, mm -hmm. which then you'll find what you love. You loved arts and crafts. You tied that to hair. From there, you'll be able to find how to make an impact in this world. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Because mm -hmm. for me personally, I don't know how to tie this to hair, so I'm not even going to try. <laughs> but if my calling, let's say I went on life through life and I got into the corporate world and I hated it, mm -hmm. but I loved nature and I left corporate world and I went and climbed a mountain on my own. I was naturally good at it. I loved it, but I made the top to the top of the mountain alone. I didn't fulfill my purpose. I didn't fulfill my destiny in life and I didn't fulfill what I truly enjoy. My enjoyment also comes from helping people. A hundred percent. So I think a lot of people, if you're lost, maybe it is just a matter of you are in your purpose. You like doing what you're doing. You're loving it. But maybe it's not fulfilling because you're not looking behind you and bringing people up the mountain with you. Yeah. Well, not something like the reason that I love the salon that I work at like so, so much is because um, my boss has created that kind of environment. The stylists that she has chosen to hire have that mentality. We all bring each other up. We all lift each other up. We want to help each other out. And so I feel like that I have more purpose at work because that's the environment I'm in. I'm not in an environment where we're tearing each other down or we're like being rude or snarky to each other or trying to steal each other's clients or anything. Like it's like if you see somebody struggling or you're struggling yourself, like it's okay for me to go ask for help. I don't have a problem asking for help. And that kind of goes the same for the other stylists who are a little bit newer, that they're okay coming to me or my boss to like come ask us for help. And so I feel like huge. inside of work and I feel like outside of work, it's amazing to have a community and surround yourself with people that you help lift up, but they also help you lift you up as well. Yeah, I love that. And to your point is, and what I'm hearing is, you love it, you like care, you have a natural talent for it, but you find fulfillment off of supporting people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you went into work and it was just, oh, I get to do arts and crafts all day and I yeah. get to paint hair and... <laughs> paint hair. <laughs> <laughs> I get to do what I love, but if you weren't making an impact, it sounds like mm -hmm. it would be less fulfilling to you. Yeah. Well, and clients love to come into the environment too. They come to Beyond Beauty because of the environment of the stylist. They're like, we love how you guys interact with each other. We love that we can come and we can kind of hear you guys joke around with each other. And not only do we do good hair, but we can have good conversation with our clients, but then also kind of have co good conversation with each other. And there's just that fun banter. It's not the stereotypical salon culture. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot better and funner than that. So, but we also learn and we grow together too. The color line that we use, they have a educator that comes out. Um, I don't know if it's they come out or we have a class every quarter, um, but we had a class and we had somebody come out in like the last six months um, from the color line to do a haircutting class and then a color class. I love that we get to have that education. Like, it's just, it's awesome. It's just a good environment. We all just build each other up and it's amazing. And I love it. I love that. So let's talk about coaching okay. a little bit. So obviously when you met me, I loved coaching overall, just 
Mm-hmm. Back then, it was just personal development. It I wasn't coaching. Th- I thought it was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I personal, hated it. <laughs> I love personal development. I wanted to be a coach, but I was pursuing. I was pursuing marketing at that point. Yeah. Oh, all other entrepreneurial journeys, to say the least. I always wanted to do something personal development, though. Yeah. We knew that. I just don't think you, you hadn't figured out your niche yet. You hadn't figured out what you wanted to do for sure. Sold the marketing. What well, wasn't a big focus? It was just yeah. me, me and making money. That was the focus. Truthfully, <laughs> I was about building up me mentally, spiritually, physically and making money. Yeah. Which is why I went into marketing. Mm-hmm. Did well with it. But at some point I came to the realization I didn't want to do that. And kind of like you, <laughs> I loved personal development i knew i wanted to do it forever because i could make the impact i wanted to make and i was just naturally good at having conversations around the topic mm-hmm. people would come for me to advise so on and so forth yeah and people felt welcome and safe around me and then we went kind of got a job and started the coaching journey honestly i mean i started studying for it about a year and a half ago on how to truly serve and coach people mm-hmm but I really started that journey about eight months ago. Yeah. I feel like it was like the beginning-ish of this year when you're like, okay, let's just like full in, let's do this. So how has my journey of coaching either one impacted you mm-hmm. <laughs> and two, if it's affected you in any way, I would love to know. Yeah. And I'm sure they'd <laughs> love to know. Um, so when you first, I always thought Brayden was so aggressively positive when we first started dating. I was not, I, I still struggle with waking up early. I'm not even going to lie and say that I'm great at it. I was, you go to bed super late, wake up super late, kind of barely do the minimum. I didn't set any goals. I wasn't super goal oriented. I was just kind of like very, just like go with the flow, like whatever. And so, but I think meeting you and seeing how you, have your personal development because even when we were first dating you still you still would journal and stuff didn't you or no well i was already doing all the personal development things before i met you so yeah yeah because you were still like i this is i don't know this was a while ago but i felt like you read positive books you would watch positive videos you to you just to research a lot of positivity and kind of like psychology and like that kind of stuff like you have always been into that stuff when we started dating and then i think even more so in the last i don't know two or three years i feel like you've really been like okay this is what i'm passionate about my personal development journey started at 15 early 15. my studying in a professional sense started about two years ago yeah that's yeah that's what i mean you you did it for yourself when we were dating, but then I feel like there's like a switch that flipped and you're like, I want to do this to impact other people's lives. Two like I don't just want this for myself. Studying personal development, studying coaching, studying psychology in order to sit down with conversations or groups or present mm-hmm. in a way that help people move their needle forward. Yeah, exactly. I feel like um, just seeing your structure of how you were very, you stuck to a schedule, you managed your time well, you would read books. And I think you tried to get me, you always had a very positive outlook on situations. Instead of playing like victim or saying kind of poor me in situations, you 
would try to look at it, the big picture of things versus sit and stew in your negative, like not, not negative, not negativity, but like sit and stew in your emotions and feel sorry for yourself. You're kind of like, eh, like not like you still acknowledge that you had emotions and you still process through them, but you didn't stay stuck in those emotions either. And where I feel like that was something that I struggled with. I was kind of, I had kind of that poor me mentality of a little bit more victim-y. I still was pretty positive and I was thankful, but I, I felt like the center of attention in a way. I, um, like, I don't even know how to describe it, but I just, I feel like I was immature. I feel like I was immature with my emotions and how I process things. And so seeing your side of how you process through things and worked through things and had goals would your way of thinking was completely different than how I had thought and um and reacting to when we first started dating I was mean like I was mean to you um and so I think just you being very patient with me was good um but then I feel like in the last couple of years of you not just wanting to do it in your personal life but also do it more professionally um, and you studying it to do it more professionally, I feel like has helped me because you've done your vision board, you've done your really been reading more. You've had a really set schedule of personal development. You've but Braden has also shared with me a lot of like the things that he has learned. And so that has really helped me with my journey of being developing uh, yeah. your life, your career. Mm hmm. Yeah. Your money mindset, all that. Exactly. Yes. I love that. I feel like that you, was a long tangent. Sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it's good to hear. I mean, for me and them, right? It's, yeah. That shows you that the journey you go on, I always think them, mm -hmm. because I love when they show up for themselves, because as they show up for themselves, I always let them know that they transform their life you know that because yeah. you're at the podcast yes i do but i'm very genuine about that because i do see how my journey has impacted you or mm -hmm. my mom yeah or my family in a whole it's truly transformed the people around me and people underestimate the power that they hold mm -hmm. but just through if my transformation has been an impact in a wave to cause your wave of transformation look how much just your family's also transformed yeah 100 percent like, it's a wave. Yeah. It's a big wave. It's a big wave. I almost just swore. It's a big wave. <laughs> it's a big very... <laughs> what kind of wave is it? <laughs> just kidding. It's, but it's, I'm passionate about that. Yeah. Because people underestimate the power that they hold and everybody's powerful. Mm -hmm. No matter where you're at in life, drugs, alcohol, abuse, trauma, sulking in your emotions victim mindset if you're at the lowest of the low your transformation mm -hmm. everybody likes a good comeback story oh totally the hero isn't a hero without a comeback yeah. in any movie in any story so if you can be the person that changes in your family Do you'll it. be the reason the one person in your family you can look at any family tree in any history mm -hmm. generations of whether that's negativity, poor, poorness, uh, victim mentality, abuse, like these things last generations. It just takes one person to change an entire family tree. Yeah, that's and true. And you look back, there could be poor and then one person decides to be changed. 
And then the rest of the family tree is transformed forever. That's the power that you hold. Mm-hmm. It's the power anybody holds. And so I think that's just a resemblance of really who you can become. But it's also the fact of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. You became aware of what you wanted. You knew who you wanted to be. You knew what you wanted to achieve. You changed your mindset. You found your purpose. You started taking action and you started making an impact. But also you were vulnerable. You were okay. You're okay to say this is who I used to be. This is what I used to do. And I'm sorry. I hope you forgive me. But put aside me. You did that for yourself. Because it wasn't just me coming off even before your relationship. Yeah. You know who you were and what you did. And I'm not saying you were bad. I'm saying for the things that weren't very serving yourself. Yeah. You were vulnerable, whether to a human being or to God, in a way that it's like, hey, I don't want to be this person anymore. Hey, I don't want to do this Mm -hmm. anymore. Hey, God, I know my family tree has been poor, and I'm very well aware of that. But this is what I want to do now. You're okay to be vulnerable. Recognize the flaws in yourself, in family, who you don't want to be, what you don't want in your life anymore, which allowed you to move forward. Mm -hmm. Because without that vulnerability of saying, hey, my family used to be poor and I don't want that anymore. You really can't create the next thing. Yeah. So you've been very open Mm -hmm. with yourself, with life to move it forward. Yeah. It isn't just go, 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 achieve, achieve, achieve. It's being vulnerable, saying this is what it used to be. My past doesn't hold power over me anymore because this is what I'm becoming. This is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it was a good insight to grow up a little bit more poor because it's like we never like didn't have our ends meet. We always like me and my brother were we always had everything that we needed. Yeah. But it's just we did. We had outside help from just not just my parents. So we did have outside help. But I kind of think like my childhood was like way fun. I don't look at my childhood and I'm like, oh, it sucked. It was horrible. Yeah. We kind of made the best out of the situation that we were in. And we are closer because of it. Like me and James have, we have a good relationship and we have such a close sibling relationship because I think because of the childhood that we had, we only had each other. I think especially during my parents' divorce, it wasn't, the divorce itself sucked. Like the time period of them like signing the papers and all that kind of stuff um, because the custody was horrible and all that stuff. But once that kind of settled it it has been better since, but just kind of during that period of time, it's like me and James really leaned on each other. And so like, I'm thankful that I had that part of my life and that I didn't have everything that all the other kids did because it almost simplified things. Instead of going and texting, you went to your brother. Yeah. Instead of going watching TV, you went yeah, to your brother. Yeah, exactly. Instead like playing a video game you went to your brother yeah like we would hang out and like we had a lot of fun together and so instead of sitting and watching tv because we didn't have tv we didn't have cable we would go outside and play and so (laughs) we didn't have cable so i am very thankful for the childhood that i had and the things that i have been through um there was a lot of crappy stuff that happened when i was a kid my mom was in a car accident when i was five And she lost her short-term memory and it took like years for it to come back. And that's kind of really affected our family in a negative way. 
And um, I also think that's when my parents' marriage kind of started falling apart a little bit as well. See, I don't know, just my childhood, just kind of like learning from it, seeing it, growing it. And then I can look at it from a different perspective as an adult, too, that I wasn't able to look at it as before when I was a little bit younger. Um, and I can really take from that and pick out the good and learn from that and then just also be thankful for the bad and the lessons that I was able to learn. Yeah. You're able to be vulnerable, mm -hmm. see the truth, but also see what you want. Yeah, exactly. And that's what's important. Yeah. You can't change without admitting what you've been and done in the past. Yeah. When I say what you've been and done, I'm not saying that in a bad thing. I'm saying no. your situation as a whole. But it's And that's just a lesson to everybody else. Yeah. But I could have I could have been a victim and said, Oh, my childhood was this and my parents got a divorce and this and this and this. And like been a victim and say, Oh, well, I can't have a successful relationship or I'll never be financially stable or I don't want to own a business because I saw my parents' businesses like fail when I was younger. Not fail, but like struggle and they had to close their doors. And so like I could have that perspective of saying like of fear. I could be fear-based of um, being scared of like finances or I don't know, just like I could have a victim mindset of being negative or I can be positive. And that's what I have chosen to do of saying, hey, this is what it was. And this is not what I want to continue with. This is I don't want that for myself. I don't want that for my relationship. I don't want that for my kids. I don't want that for my grandkids and so on. So I think everybody has the opportunity and has a choice in life. And. You can either choose to be a victim or you can choose to um, move forward and have a different mindset and achieve the goals that you want to and follow your passions. Amen to that. That in mind, Megan, appreciate you. Mm -hmm. How can we be of service to you? I just like following me on social media is awesome. Um, interacting with my stuff. Um, What's your handle? It is Maybell Beauty. It's M-A-E-B-E-L and then beauty. Um, and a huge thing is also supporting Brayden because I am his like <laughs> behind the scenes person. I edit the podcast. I edit his YouTube videos. I'm the one who does like kind of the posting a majority of the stuff on social media. So interacting with that, getting that out there is a super, super helpful, not just for him, but also for me. So that is... If I win, you win. If yeah, you win, I win. Exactly. So um, my stuff, I post um, just like hair pictures. Um, if you're in the Salt Lake area, if you want to come get your hair done by me, we do 20% off for new clients. So it'd be really cool to meet some people um, and have them come in. So 20% off mm -hmm. they can get if they're in Salt Lake. Yep. And it's Beyond Beauty uh -huh. located in South Jordan. Yes. Right by the Voss in South Jordan. Mm -hmm. And 20% off any service. Yep, 20% off your service. So any. So what's it what's the most sold thing in your in your store? Um I don't know. Is I that kinda, like haircuts? Yeah. Balayages. Yeah, everything. Okay. I do all of it. <laughs> we'll message her at Maybell Beauty and so, get 20% off. So Yeah. I don't love to do men's hair. I kind of suck at it. I'm not a barber, but I'm good at women's hair. <laughs> and long hair. 
That of mine, thank you for being my wife, for being the behind the scenes. Thanks for, for being my husband. <laughs> being my partner <laughs> in crime. And of course, thanks for being vulnerable, not only just to myself, but mm -hmm. to the community. Yeah. Well, I hope what I shared today is helpful for people listening. So. And last question. Mm -hmm. What's your definition of a prosperous life? I think living a prosperous life is doing your best and trying your best and doing the things and setting the habits that you need to in order to succeed in life. Not giving up, mm -hmm. showing up fully. Yeah, pushing forward. Sweet. I love that. Thank you again. Mm -hmm. Any last words? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I think I that's know. it. <laughs> Means a no for me. Yeah. With that in mind, I want to thank you again. As I've said through this podcast, people underestimate the power their power that they hold. And that's the problem. That's why they don't move forward. I want each and every one of you as Megan as an example to see your power, see that you can transform your life. See that as you transform your life, you will impact your family. You will impact your community. And at some point your impact will go on a worldly scale. You may not see it, but it will happen. With that in mind, we talk all the time about the Prosperous Life membership. We just mm -hmm. launched it. It's really cool. You don't want to miss out, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Reason it's powerful is because one-on-one -on -one coaching is one thing, and you have me. But in this community, not only do you have me as a support system, it's unfortunate, but a lot of people don't have support of transformation mm -hmm. with their little circles that they have in this world. You can come into this community You'll be able to be coached by me every single week, but you'll also be able to have a community supporting you. With that in mind, you all have a Wait, wonderful rest second. of your day. You can't forget. Make sure to subscribe. <laughs> like the if you're on YouTube, like the video, subscribe, podcast, subscribe. <laughs> and then also on the podcast, leave a review. Awesome. Don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. -bye. Bye.